hand. I think the levels are where that <laughs> that is poopy enough. Yeah, I'm scared of the levels. This movie is so much fun to watch with people who've never seen it. Oh, I love. Yes. My God. Honestly, whenever I find or I, I find or meet somebody who uh, who has never seen this movie. I always tell them, please let me be a part of this experience. Yeah. It's so entertaining for it's me. It's really fun. It's really fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest <laughs> Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector Navarro. Hi, get- how are you? <laughs> good, man. We're getting into it tonight. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, man. Are we in it? Tonight, our very, very special hey. guest. What? What if it's not nighttime for whoever's listening to this? That's true. 24-hour time. This morning. On, man. Okay, bring him into it then. What time is it right now? This Monday morning at 9 a.m. on your commute to work. Mm -hmm. Well, you're already running late, so who cares? You're just you're listening to this. Dude, can you grab me a coffee? Can you just grab me a coffee real fast? Can you pull over? Grab me a coffee. Pull over. Can you take your Can you take your morning dump at that Starbucks right there before you get into work? Yeah, do it right there. Do it. You have. What sucks is you have to go order your coffee and then get the passcode and then go take your dump and then (laughs) by the time you're done, your coffee's your coffee's cold. cold. Your coffee's cold. This guy takes some long ass shits. (laughs) (laughs) Mega dumps. It's it's Monday morning. It is. Uh, oh, there's Abby. There she is. Hi, Abby. Abra fourth. We're just. We're just. Reco- we're just recording Da-dum. a podcast. It's okay. Da-dum. What? Da-dum. What are you looking for? Fucking Da-dum. start over. Da-dum. No, we're gonna Da-dum. keep just it going. Kidding. Abby, what are you oh looking for? Oh my god. Your phone. Oh, PlayStation charger. Okay. PlayStation um, charger. That's the wrong one. That one doesn't work. There's one right here on this chair. Right there. That'll that'll do. Okay, you. guys, Just what's happening? Abby's she looking for Myers in the window. A a cable with which to charge a PlayStation controller. Yeah. But she grabbed <laughs> the wrong one because there's a PlayStation three that she is trying to use, but she grabbed the PlayStation <clears throat> Four cable. Mm, I see. And so now that's the interaction that's taking place. <laughs> Rails are just not in on right now. And the reason this is happening is because <laughs> Chelsea got real spooked. Yeah, watching this movie that she, for the first time ever, while we we had to go buy lamps (laughs) to to up the lumens in here. (laughs) For the first time, we invested in candles. We 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 normally we watch the movie and then record out after. And when as soon as the movie was over, Chelsea was like, "You need to go buy some lamps." Yeah, we did. We need more lumens lumens in here. (laughs) More lumens. So. Our, uh, she did just yell, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> our incredibly special oh guest this morning, October 1st, our first October film of the first, you know, the, of the 10 years of us doing wow, this project. Wow, fall, finally. <laughs> We're it's here. It's great. Man, the leaves are falling. There's pumpkins goddamn everywhere. <laughs> it's I've October carved 1st. six already. Yeah. <laughs> That's all? Yeah. We have got, you guys have been waiting for it, and he has waited 10 months specifically to talk about this movie 10 years to do this 10 years to do i have i've been waiting 10 years to do this and he's been waiting 10 years to come onto this or 10 months to come onto this podcast the very final hyper hero the original one of the original the circle is now complete film, film pundits mr adam lavick is yeah, here yeah adam yeah baby. film pundits <laughs> the og you got richard roper <laughs> you got roger ebert yeah. gene siskel gene siskel and adam lavick and adam lavick oh that's hot it. dog that's it so just to just to paint the picture here. Oh, Adam Levick is here. Yes, <laughs> and we're so happy he's here. Just to paint, just to like set this up, Keller and I attempted this a year plus ago, a year and ten months ago, the beginning of 2017. Mm-hmm. Even then, that was too long ago. Yes, too long ago. <laughs> Even then, too long. A year and two, a year and ten months. Even then, uh, we had Augie on pretty early in our initial trial run. He came on and talked yes. about. Um, 
uh, what, what did Back he talk to the about? Future Back to the Future Part two. Part 2. Even then, I think the plan was for Adam to pick the movie Halloween. Yes. Which was going to take It was actually ten... supposed to be Superman Returns. That's also you true. You were going to be on Superman Returns. But That's I think right. at that point, we were just like, hell yeah, dude. Just do and whatever you want. And I didn't know what the list was. <laughs> yes. So then when we restarted it in 2018, we, lo- we looked... Is this a reboot? Did we reboot it? We already? did. Or we did, did we... Okay, reboot. yeah, it's a reboot. Not a sequel, it's a reboot. Not a reboot. Sequel, it's not a reboot. You and I did the first four episodes uh, again. There is reference to those original <laughs> things, though, so I believe they are canon still. <laughs> so, like, this list, it just so happens that the bottom 50, uh, from 500 to 451 uh, or whatever, uh, happen to have... That math sounds like, solid. What's that? That math sounds solid. That math sounds solid. <laughs> That's our first year, right? We're doing a movie a week. We're doing 50 weeks out of a 52-week year. It just so happens that the movie Halloween, by the like, is is the number that it is to where when we were to get to it, it would be October. And when we took another look God at this you. list in 2018, and I showed it to Adam, and he of course had first pick. So did Augie to get all the hyperheroes on here. You were like, "Well, I'm doing Halloween," and it's and I think pretty spooky month overall anyway. What? Oh, oh, all Next the movies. Next we have Crash. Yeah. <laughs> Spoopy. What's what's scarier than that, man? <laughs> than racism. <laughs> than racism and like a car crash. We're talking about the real horrors oh, of life. Scarier. And then next, Akiru, old age. Mm. Fuck, dude. That's scary as hell. And then after that, fuck, okay. man, and then Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. Tim oh, Burton's Batman. Spooky, spooky. So it's like, oh, damn. But like, Everybody's Adam, in Halloween costume. I have never met uh, a bigger fan of this film than Adam. And in fact, a, what, two, three years ago? Three, four years ago when you... Um, when like Keller and I were still roommates at that yeah. other older house uh, here in Los Angeles, 2015, three years ago, yeah. you showed this movie to us and Halloween too mm-hmm. for the first time because Keller and I had Go never seen it. Go look on my Instagram. There's a dancing video yeah. of us dancing to That's the right. theme. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So like you had decided I'm picking Halloween and I think I even told you, but dude, it's going to take 10 months before you're on this podcast and you're like, I don't care. Worth it. Worth it, hundred percent worth it. And this is a big year because Halloween has a new film coming, coming out, out, like in just a few weeks. So yeah, yeah. we didn't plan it that way either. It but, just, which is know. kind of beautiful, guys. Yeah. This is the episode um, that should get you on the map. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be it. Yeah, yeah. David Gordon Green's gonna listen to this and be That's like, right. "These guys are cool. Yeah, they know what they're talking they about. Know what they're talking about. <laughs> we need to uh, find out what this map is. We gotta." See what else is on that map. Just like get the lay of the land. I think it's Ira Glass, and then I don't know who else is on this podcasting map. Serial. Yes, that's it. Um, So Keller, yeah, hit us with that British guy voice. Do the honors. Do the honors. honors. Let's get into this. I can't believe I get to be here. This is exciting. Oh my god, this is great. What are we talking about tonight, Keller? (laughs) My man, Bob. Four hundred and sixty-one. <laughs> Halloween, nineteen hundred and seventy-eight. Director John Carpenter, the Elvis of slasher movies. What? <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. Don't get strung up on it. Don't Still on imitated, it. never equaled. Indeed, Wes Craven's scream didn't even try. It simply had its characters watching the film. Masked Michael Stalks, Jamie Lee Curtis in Panavision as John Carpenter, directing at the height of his powers, also plunks that unforgettable tune. Mm. And even after all the sequels, rip-offs, and remakes, its power to make you shiver and jump remains undiminished. <laughs> 
That Excellent. was a long one. It nice was one, a long nice one. one. Nice but it, it and it was it. it was meandering too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a little bit. Scream is a movie that was like they did. Uh, come on, guys, right? <laughs> it just talked um, about how a bunch of movies aren't this movie, right? And I'm gonna say this: uh, uh, we I don't think we've come across this too often so far. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I think is one. Mm-hmm. Halloween is absolutely one. Mm-hmm. This should be higher on the list. Yes, I'm I sorry. One hundred percent. It's in the bottom. 50. This is four sixty one. I don't know. This I don't, like I don't know about you guys and, and uh, swearing, but that's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> four fifty eight. No, it's, it's bullshit. It's it's something that um, I think I, the only thing I can the only like reasoning I have is that it is it is something that is thought to be so classic yeah. and almost cliched at this point that mm-hmm. when everybody when the ten thousand readers and you know fifty Hollywood professionals that wrote in their top ten list, how big of a deal is? The holiday Halloween in the UK. Oh, that's a good question. That's and, true. And internationally, it's, that's true. You got to think about that. It's where huge. This, where this poll came from? It's yeah. huge in the United States. But what the only other th- that is a great point. The only other thing I could think is that everybody who was coming up with their top ten, if they thought of Halloween as yeah. being, oh, I have to have a horror film to represent. Well, Halloween. Yeah. Well, somebody else is going to pick Halloween, and then they picked their top ten. Do you know what I mean? That's the only for thing sure. I could think is that they were like, it will for sure be super high on the list. I'll pick other horror movies that are in my top 10 instead. If this um, was an American list, I bet you Halloween will probably be in the top 100 for sure. Easily. Yeah. Maybe even 50, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be number one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be list. Halloween, yeah. The Godfather, The Dark Knight, <laughs> Empire Dark Strikes Knight. Back. Yeah. Here's here's the list where it would be number one. Uh, all-time uh, horror films. All-time slasher movies. All-time slasher, slasher movies. Yeah. Slasher, easily. But even just horror, I feel like it's this in The Exorcist. You can make a case for each of them being, in their own right, the greatest of all time of like the horror genre. Uh, because it is so... I mean, it's just so classic. I don't want to say it transcends the genre because it doesn't because it just, it lives in that. At the time. Yeah. It was, it's just so well done and it's so simple. And here's my other real major point that I want to send that we can get into talking about it. I love this score so goddamn much. I, I love how the little blurb mentioned the score because I was saying during the film, John Carpenter is a great director, great writer. I think the score is the best thing about this film, which is like, it's it's chilling and not just the dun, yeah. dun, 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 but that other little dun, like dun, 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 dun. yeah just the chasing music yeah it's great dun, 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 that one dun, oh. dun, I like at the very end where it's like Hello, Michael Myers. He got up. He's walking around. He didn't get killed. Um, that's all I was gonna say. The score oh, is amazing. We just got our podcast taken off the air because <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, we broke the uh, rights. Keller, let's before we talk to Adam about one of his favorite films of all time. Is this your favorite movie of all time? It's in my top five. You top don't five? own it, so <laughs> he technically does in the cloud. In yeah. the cloud. In the cloud. It's because uh, I waited for that sweet, sweet four K. Mm. So it's sweet, true. Sweet he 4K. is the Michael B. Jordan to our Sylvester Stallone. We're like cloud. We'll do. We'll do in the Who's cloud. Cloud. Okay, Who's cloud? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cloud? I'm dying. <laughs> if you fight, I fight. You fight, I fight. fight. You fight. You're family. You fight. Your family. <laughs> I got to drink Corona. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Keller. Family. Wrong movie. I'm sorry. Did you pick up hey. anything on? How many times have you seen Halloween? Have you seen it since Adam showed it to us like three years ago? Hey, the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Sly. <laughs> I've only seen it once. Oh, really? Yes. Did so this you, is, this second is the time. second time. How was it different for you this time? What'd you think? Overall uh, thoughts? I'm just curious. Like, I didn't about. remember any of the details, mm-hmm. really, from the first time. I just remember it being very good. It's like, I don't like slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had to watch Scream already, mm-hmm. and Scream is a good movie that mm-hmm. I don't love. Mm-hmm. But I don't love this movie either, but it is great. Yeah. And yeah. it is very effective. It's one of those things where like you can accept the fact that it's like good for what it is yeah. in, t- in terms of like horror. And like it's the slasher. best of what it is. Yes. Yeah. But it's not a genre that you're like, I'm good. I don't need this. Yeah. It, well, it just depends. Like yeah. this is super well done. And I'm glad that I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will watch it again one day. And, how and I'm excited for the new one. Me too. We watched the trailers, both one and two, right after the movie was over to see like the continuation of the story. And it was really, really cool. It was really effective and really cool. And uh, how was it to watch it next to somebody who's never seen it and who was scared out of her goddamn mind? I just have just, there's blood. <laughs> you can't see it, but he's bleeding. All up and down my arm. Exactly. Fingernail marks. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Uh, missing a leg. It's crazy. So fun. It was great, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Very you're, funny. You're going to scare her later, aren't you? No, you're not. No, I'm a nice guy. You're a nice hey, man, boy. just make sure you do the sit-up in the bed. Oh, my God. Do that. <laughs> I wish I had the abs for that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had those Michael Myers wait, abs, dude. <laughs> wait until she goes to the bathroom and then you're in bed. I think and what then... it would take is someone stab me in the chest <laughs> and then I could do it. <gasps> come back up? Yep. Um, I, I think I've seen it. I can't remember if I've seen it since three years ago. It kind of did stay with me. I knew when you like saw it at the food. That's right. Thing. Street food cinema, Street last, food year cinema it, yeah. last year. That was a good old time. Yeah, I didn't it make it. Great time. So, so yeah, so maybe that's why I was a little bit more familiar with some of the big moments. Yeah. So I was like looking over at Chelsea who's never seen the movie, like but right when the moments are coming up, you know, so that was so much fun. So my third watch, I guess is kind of the same as Keller. Like, I really like this movie. I didn't remember any of the moments. Yeah. I, well, I just I didn't see any year. of them coming. Yeah. Know. Yeah. 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 Um, it is such a well-made film. It is one of my go-tos for like, if if the conversation is, what's the best horror film? What's the best slasher film? You got to talk about Halloween. I respect the hell out of it. You have to. It's the OG. It's the original. It's the the um, the the forefather, I guess. You know, yeah. the, the the grandfather of modern horror. All of that great stuff. You know what else I was noticing about it? The, the, the further we get away from it in the decades, it's still effective because it is locked in time. 1963, 1978. It gives you that date. Mm-hmm. It's like there are movies, no matter how good they are. You know, we watched Led de Luz from the 50s, I think. 60s, early 60s, French film, black and white. The further we go back, when you watch films from the 30s, the 20s, the 1910s, the turn of the century... No matter how good those were for the era, there's going to be some time where we're like, well, we've we've well, evolved past that. Well, that was also that. a noir movie, though. That's true. So it's supposed to feel like... That movie was made in the 60s. It's supposed to yeah. feel like the feel 40s. Like in the 40s yeah. anyway. Right. So like, but even then, watching a film like that or watching a movie of that era that was made in that era or around the time, there's still something of like... It, it's going to take somebody in 2018 a little extra effort to get into it. And I feel like... The fact that this gives you the dates yes. helps it, so much, yes. even though it's a small thing. And it's even though it's the 70s, it which gives is you now context immediately. 40 years ago, I don't I don't watch it thinking like, oh, this this is happening tonight. But I'm watching it like this is a, almost like a documentary. Like this did happen in 1978. Yes, there are 70s clothes. Yes, there are things of that decade. But the movie's not trying to be timeless necessarily. It's just it's and it and that's what ends up making it's a product it product of its time for it's sure. It's a product of its time, but that's what ends up making it feel 
timeless. Like even though we're getting further away from it, I just feel like where where film is right now and will probably still stay for the next hundred years, Halloween can still be viewed. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. it's it is a modern uh, movie. And um, if I ever make it to 2078 for the hundredth <laughs> anniversary, yeah, I want to go see it in theaters and see what people say when they walk yeah. out. Yeah. That'd be a trip. I'll be like, dude, theaters, theaters will just be in your eye. Yeah, probably. <laughs> It'll be in my butt. Yeah. So it's just like in your butt to watch movies. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Open up your butthole. There's Open the movie. Open up your butt. You guys want to see Avengers Infinity War? I got IMAX for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Show you an 80 foot screen. D box. What's that thing called? I don't know. Um, Adam. Real D. Yeah. Adam. I'm here. Why do you love this film so much? What is it about Halloween? Adam, it's a what's good your question. favorite holiday? I think, <laughs> honestly, I think part of it is because I've been traumatized by this movie since I was nine. When, so you saw it at, when you were nine? I saw it when I was nine. And I, so I you were Tommy age. I, yeah, I was. I was Tommy Doyle age. I don't exactly remember my very, very, very first time seeing it because I must have seen it somewhere. And then I went to a before school program and one of the teachers who was probably at that time 18, 19, mm. I mentioned it to her that I'd seen this movie called Halloween, like parts of it. She's like, you're too young to watch this mm-hmm. movie. Like, what are you doing watching this horror movie? And I was like, I don't know. I was just really fascinated by it, by the simplicity and, and all that stuff. I, I, was, I didn't really have a big understanding of filmmaking, but, but I was sort of like starting to get into that. And you knew that you liked this. Yes. It affected you. I had just seen Star Wars. The original trilogy was re-released. Yeah. So I started to sort of like have an idea of like, okay, cool. Filmmaking is something. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what. But then she let me borrow the movie on VHS. That's fucked up. And I had to get permission from my mom. And so I told my mom, I said, this teacher wants to let me borrow this movie. It's R-rated. You were nine? I was nine. It was kind of crazy. It was like, I told my mom, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's about this thing, this killer and all stuff. And my mom was like, are you sure you should be watching this? I'm like, yeah, I've seen parts of it on TV. It's fine. My mom signed it. <gasps> I took it to the a, before an school 18 program. An 18-year-old adult gave you a, a VHS that had boobies on it. Like, it yeah. sucks that they're in prison now. <laughs> like, that is sad to me. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. But, yeah, so then I took it home, and I remember bringing it home, putting on the VHS tape, and watching it from beginning to end. And it spooked me for years. Like, I had a really hard time being in rooms by myself in the dark mm-hmm. had a really hard time with closet doors being open mm-hmm. like it really sort of traumatized me as a kid but there was something about the movie and something about the character of michael myers or the shape as he's referred to that intrigued me and i couldn't stop being obsessed with it mm-hmm. so every halloween they would play it on amc mm. they would play halloween halloween 2 usually mm-hmm. halloween 4 and 5 and i would sit there every year on halloween watching them and watching them I go to friends' houses and I just watched it and watched it, and for whatever reason, <clears throat> that original one had really stuck to me the most. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's definitely like the most sim- the simplest one. It's the simplest one made, um, and it's not gory. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Is it's all about suspense. Yeah, it's yeah, not about how bloody blood. can we be. I was traumatized by Jurassic Park. I saw it when it when it, I when it came out, and I was five. Yeah. And I, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Do you think that part of your love of that film is like, is that thing that happens in our kid brain when we're like, 
this scares the shit out of me. What is this? Yes. I need to learn about this so that I can control the fear. So 100%. that I can, so that I can, if I know everything about it, I mean, and you know everything about the making of this movie. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about this that should be scary to you. Yeah. Because you know movie magic. You learned movie magic. I remember when I was a kid and I saw on TV, they had a special of like the making of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And I think I was fascinated too, again, because of that same thing. Oh, of like, they're not yeah. real dinosaurs. <laughs> that was me. That was absolutely me. So, yeah. um, so that's crazy. So, uh, Keller, were you? Did you ever like? What was your first scary movie that you watched when you were a kid? I have no idea. <laughs> I remember seeing the movie Legend mm. in a camper while it was raining, <laughs> oh, and then having nightmares Aww. about Tim Curry yes. as that devil character yes. forever. <laughs> like I had a nightmare to where like that character stole my shoes, and now I can't fucking move because I don't have my shoes. <laughs> That's and it's spooky. just about getting my shoes back. Yeah. And it's like, Tim Curry, you're terrifying. <laughs> I had a, I had, um, I went to a cousin's house when I was a kid, and I think I brought this up before. Maybe I brought it up to you even, Adam, and like you couldn't figure out what movie it was, and I never found out what it was. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. My uncle or cousin, older cousin, was flipping channels and stopped on this scene it was one of the movie channels. And even as a child, I knew I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. I shouldn't be watching this. And it was this thing where I could feel my relative going, what was it? Is this a scary movie? Yeah. A guy in his bed. Yes. When in between his legs. And I don't think it's Freddy Krueger. I don't think, but I need to double check. Um, a head pops up underneath the sheet or a shape pops up underneath the sheet while he's in bed and he's looking down and then the camera angle is like from his perspective and then the shape sort of starts moving like a snake or like a shark under the sheet until it gets closer and closer. Then the kid finally, so like again, we're stop on the scene. So my relative is like, what is this? Very intrigued. And me as a little kid, I'm like, no, 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 no. He lifts the sheet and there was like a, he almost looked like Darth Maul, like a demon head like like stuck through the bed like ah like on fire interesting if if i'm misremembering it and this is just a scene from like the first nightmare on elm street that's freddy krueger then i am misremembering it because it traumatized me so much but i'm pretty sure that it's not i'm pretty sure it was like another like cheesy horror movie and the kid went like ah and then he changed the channel but by the it was too late by the time he changed the channel i'm like that's burned into my brain because i was like five or something for like the rest of my life um, and that's why you love the Phantom Menace. I love the Phantom Menace, dude. Darth Maul is Darth the, Maul's shit. the shit. He's so tight. I was like, Solo, <laughs> she's showing up. Oh yeah, that's out now, that's guys. Sick. Go buy Solo. Yeah, go, everybody go buy Solo. Go Blu-ray, three spoilers. 3D. Oops. Mm-hmm. Everybody go buy Solo, guys. Darth Maul's in Solo. Half yep. his body's cut off. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, half his body's. Yeah, half his body gets cut off. Robot by, legs. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. If but you're wondering, he dies too. If you're wondering how it happens, watch Clone Wars and Rebels. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. To tell you. yeah, half um, of everybody dies in Avengers Infinity War. Jesus. <laughs> We're such assholes. Bruce Keller, Willis is Keller, dead. Keller and I did that the weekend after Solo came out. Uh-huh. It was our last episode of Dick and Johnson. And we were just like, just we as assholes, we were like, we we were like, uh, doing, oh no, Woody Harrelson's a bad guy the whole time. <laughs> Who would have thought? And they were like, because we had a whole bunch of people. There was a round table, different like little scenelets. They you were know. mad at they us. They were all like, oh, because it was like Wednesday out of you know the yeah. weekend after. Yeah, and then we were like, let's go. We're in the Millennium Falcon. Darth Maul, and then just <laughs> just like wiped the scene and did another improv scene. It was a real dick move, Adam. You know everything about this movie. Dude, we don't A lot care. about it, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're fucking loose cannons. <laughs> I'm scared to say a lot because there's Mavericks. probably things I don't know. Uh, I feel like there isn't. You have visited the filming locations. I have. In Pasadena. Yeah. They were doubling for... Uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. Haddonfield, Illinois. Which is a, actually a city in New Jersey where Deborah Hill grew up, the producer. Mm. So, But they took that city from New Jersey and put it in Illinois. I don't know why Illinois. I don't ever... They love John Hughes. 
Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Just kidding. Um, All those movies. Right what <laughs> is, what's the most interesting thing to you about the pre-production of this film, about like how it got made and who decided it should be made? And what, what's a really interesting story about that? Um, well, I think, I think rightfully so, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill get a lot of credit. I think Deborah Hill doesn't get enough credit. Mm. She was a co-writer of this movie with John Carpenter, and she was really in charge of writing the scenes with the characters, with the three female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's because John Carpenter was also a producer. He did the score. He directed it, mm-hmm. so he gets a lot of credit for it, which makes sense, but Deborah Hill is really responsible for a lot of the characters, and even John Carpenter admits that. But the interesting thing is, is how this movie sort of came to be. It wasn't John Carpenter's movie. Mm. Irvin Yablons was a producer who partnered up with Mustafa Akkad and they were looking to make something. And at that time, they wanted to make a movie called The Babysitter Murders. Halloween's a way better title. way better. Yeah. (laughs) So they wanted to make a movie called The Babysitter Murders, mostly because at that point in the 70s... I don't like murders, though. Murders. No murders. Um... Babysitting was a huge thing. Yeah, you know, like you yeah. got the babysitters club. That's right. And babysitting, all, all these yeah. babysitting things. People just like, hey, we gotta go get drunk. So, Babysitter, uh, the movie, kid, please. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that was that. Oh, so that was like That's what they wanted the to do. <laughs> they wanted to make a babysitter killer movie, more or less. And I think the most interesting thing, honestly, is the title itself. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, there had never been a movie called Halloween. For how popular Halloween is. Mm-hmm. They looked through the entire Rolodex of movies and they were like, there's never been a movie called Halloween. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So they tinkered around with it and they came up with the idea like, okay, let's make it The Babysitter Murders. Let's set it on Halloween night. And then they started um, trying to figure out who's going to direct it. Okay. Carpenter had made Assault on Precinct 13 oh. and it did pretty well. So they had a meeting with him and they said like, we have this project for you. We think you'd be really good for it. It's called The Babysitter Murder. We have one that's set on Halloween. It's about this guy who basically stalks these young teenagers and kills them. So Carpenter went with Deborah Hill and they rewrote it and it became what it is. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's just call it Halloween. Mm -hmm. Movie's never been made that's been called Halloween. Let's just name it that. That's great. And the budget for this movie was only $320,000, which for 1978, it's not nothing, but it's still nothing. It's like all went to candy. Yeah, that's right. Is it comparable to something like, say, the budget for Get Out today, which was like what, eleven million dollars or something? Like, yeah, is, I is would it say less than I that. Guess, I guess it would be something. Do you know like what I mean? That. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that movie goes and makes or a like ton of money. Exactly. Yeah, like Saw was yeah, like one Saw. million. Yeah, it's one of those types of wow. movies. Okay. Um, and it's cool because, like, I talked about we were watching the movie. They filmed it in the spring in Pasadena. And it's supposed to be obviously set in the fall. So a lot of times what they had to do when they were on set and they had characters doing scenes, you see leaves falling. Mm-hmm. What they would do is they would they had all these leaves that they collected and they spray painted fall colors. Mm-hmm. They would toss them into the scene. Mm-hmm. And they had like big old uh, fans that would blow them into the scene. And then after every single take, they'd go and they'd rake them up, put them back in a plastic bag and hustle them to the next piece of set. Wow. That's Very crazy. Job. They had to avoid all the palm trees in Pasadena, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, a lot of work to get get around that. And the palm trees in Beverly Hills because yes. they filmed there as well at night. Right off of and Sunset, yeah. Right off of Sunset, that's crazy. Like right around the corner from the original Night Round Elm Street house. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. It's um, scary over there. Yeah, it's apparently. real spoopy. I'm not this, going. <laughs> I go nowhere. This movie. Do you? Here's what I'm really curious about. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the audience reaction 
1978 when yeah. it came out because we were making jokes like, how come nobody turns on any of the lights? How come nobody right. locks any of the doors? It was just a situation like before Jaws, nobody was scared of sharks. And then after Jaws came out, everyone's like, I can't, we I can't, can't go in a pool. I can't go in a pool. I can't yeah. go in my bathtub. I can't go to the beach. And then, and then people actually be like unrealistically, but kind of realistically being afraid of sharks became mm. a thing in right. American culture. You know, when you're a kid, you learn about Oh, don't get e- don't get bitten by a shark. Don't get eaten by a shark. Yeah. That probably get swallowed by a T Rex. Yeah, yeah. Don't, all that shit came from movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was the? Because I keep comparing it to like, you know, how Michael Moore made that documentary in Canada. Uh, uh, I think it was in Bowling for Columbine, where he just like opens doors in Canada because people don't lock their doors. Mm-hmm. Like, like, did anybody's was anybody affected by by this film? Did anybody change their were their stories of like now I lock my doors now I you know. That I don't know. Or like in the news where murders yeah. reported more I don't know. often. Mm. I, I think in order to answer that question, you would honestly have to have somebody who was alive back then. Sure. And so, because they'll How be the able to... fuck we going to find somebody <laughs> that... We all need to find Laurie Strode, damn it. Come I on. Know. I don't know. We're but the one thing that's interesting about that movie when it originally came out, um, they did a lot of test screenings for it. Mm-hmm. And Carpenter did the test screenings before there was a score. And he did one at UCLA in front of a group of students. And there were some like faculty and staff. And I think there was a couple of reviewers. Mm-hmm. And they hated it. Sure. They hated it. Because without that score, it's silly. They were like, this movie's dumb. It's, it's not scary to nothing. Yeah. Then I think three, four months later, I think right before it came out in October of 78, mm-hmm. they screened it again. I think here, either, I think it was in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. at, a, at a film festival or something. Someone had bought him a keyboard. That's right. He Someone got bought him a keyboard. Stoned as hell. Play these three notes. Dude, you've been doing those two notes for six hours. I've almost got it, man. Write this down. Write this down. I'm John Carpenter. We'll call it Halloween. <laughs> so, like, film comes out. They screen it with at Santa Barbara and some film festival with the score. With what the happened? Score, and the same reviewer was there. Mm-hmm. Immediately changed their opinion. Immediately, cool. They so, said it was one dude, of the most terrifying things that I wouldn't seen. trust that person's opinion ever again. <laughs> the person's like, I only like good music. <laughs> but yeah. if you, all right, like, let's, you know, we just same watched thing the with movie. Star Wars. Yeah, but imagine yeah. you like you sit and you watch the movie. You turn the volume off or down because mm-hmm. there's not there's there's during parts where there's not a lot of dialogue happening. If you put it on mute when the shape walks into view, that's not really that terrifying. Mm-hmm. But with the music. What would it say? Abrasive synth God or something? It. We watch yeah. it with subtitles, with subtitles on Amazon and it was the funniest shit yeah. ever. Like abrasive synth. Yeah. Foreboding synth. That's right. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Uh, it's like, I do not remember all these settings on the keyboard. I, I, I feel I feel real bad for the deaf and hard of hearing because you're really missing out on yeah. something to just have those subtitles tell you like foreboding music. You don't know what that means. It's, it's it, you know, it that music, it really is yeah. so iconic and so unique. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you guys all know the history of the mask a little bit but tell us about it Um, so i I think just like jim carrey Carrey started riffing green mask all that (laughs) stuff yeah Yeah. Yeah. so tommy wallace who is the editor he also was the production designer okay and this movie basically had no money yeah 300 grand yeah all the costumes that are worn by all the characters it's all stuff that's like donated by the actors they had one winnebago where they could do makeup and hair 
Um, I love that. The Shape, Michael Myers is played by Nick Castle, who is a friend of John Carpenter's from film school. Happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Not Monday, October 1st, but the day that we're recording this. We're not going to tell you what day it is. That's right. Find out out what Nick Castle's birthday is and you'll know (laughs) when we recorded this. Look it up. Yeah. Um, Homework. But basically, tweet to us the day we recorded. Exactly. exactly. What day is it? (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) So he gave Tommy Lee Wallace, like, you know, chump change, and he was like, We need a mask. Find a mask for us. Mm -hmm. He goes into the middle of Pasadena somewhere to a Halloween store. He finds two masks. One is Captain Kirk from Star Trek, Mm -hmm. the other one is Mr. Spock. Mm. And he brings them back to, or not Mr. Spock, it was like a generic kind of like. Somewhat of a generic Halloween mask. It wasn't okay. Mr. Spock. It wasn't an it was alien. Between, it was Mr. It was like Jork. Alien, okay. But it was between Captain Kirk and Spock. Yeah. And there was something that he said, something that when he saw the Captain Kirk mask that kind of made him feel, feel uneasy. Yeah. So he brought it back. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen what this mask looks mask looks like. If you Google the Captain Kirk mask from 1978, it is terrifying looking. And just the mask itself. Just the not, mask itself. Not, not the Michael Myers stuff. Right. Not what they did yes. to turn it into Michael Myers yes. mask, which like, did they dye it? Did they So what they ended up doing... Up? He brought it. He brought it back. Carpenter said he likes the Captain Kirk one. Let's cut the eye holes bigger. Oh. Let's make them more round because they were a bit almond shaped. Let's uh-huh. turn it inside out. Let's. Well, <laughs> so what they, almost. So what they did, they ended up spray painting it white, pretty much like the whole face, including the eyebrows. A little bit of the neck was left sort of like the natural color uh-huh. to make it look like it blends with the rest of the body. Uh-huh. And then they ripped off the sideburns and they kind of messed up the hair. Yeah. And that's what gave the classic Michael Myers look. I don't it's a trust Kirk a mask. single person without sideburns. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. If you don't no sideburns, no get trust. The fuck away from. So me. has do you know if William Shatner heard about this? Learned oh, about this? What? How does he feel about it? He's he's been asked in, in interviews plenty of times, and he thinks it's fun. He thinks yeah. it's fun. He, I think he said he's seen the movie. It's like okay. I've done other things. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek. Been, All right. Star Trek. All right, buddy. But it's crazy because I didn't find that out until yeah. way after I had seen the movie. Why don't yeah. we call it a William Shatner mask? <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him the Shatner, not the Shape. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really interesting because you once you look at it and you kind of take a good look, it's got this very blank, pale, emotionless sort of look to it. Yeah. But if you look at it carefully, you can sort of see young Shatner in it. It's hard because mm-hmm. I think you're so sort of... Um, I don't know what the word is. Terrified. Yeah, you're. I, that's yeah. what it is. You're just terrified. Yeah. Of, of yeah. Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah, but especially when you see pictures of Michael Myers, the character in Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, side like, by side, <laughs> William Shatner. I was just gonna say, just like a production still, or yeah. like if there's like a cool action figure that is made, and you look at the head there when it's yeah. all well lit without shadow, you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like a crappy Captain Kirk. Yeah. With the light brown hair. Captain Kirk. Yeah. Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk. Like Captain um, Kirk. The other thing I love about hey, this guys. movie. More like Crapton Kirk. <laughs> Crapton Crap. <laughs> uh, the other thing I love about this movie is, again, opens in 1963, but in 1978, yes. when the movie opened, it opened the 21st of October. So nine days later, there there could have been conceivably, there were people that went to the theater to go see it. And the movie says, you know, October oh, the, 30th, yeah. 1978, yeah. like that day, that night. As you're watching that movie, yeah. the events of that movie happened that night, which is the kind of shit I love. It's yeah. so cool because it's like it wasn't made for the movie wasn't made with the intention of like this will be iconic. This mm. is going to last for four decades. You know, this is going to be rerun like, on let's TV. Let's scare the shit out of some kids. That's right. On one weekend in October. Yeah. <laughs> when I think the mistake that the later sequels made was that they started making it a summer movie. So let's talk about the sequels. Yeah. So the first one was released in October around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Then Halloween 2 comes out, what, a year later? came like, out in 1981. Oh. And I believe 
I believe it came out in the fall. So three years later, in yeah. the fall, picks up right when the first one left off yes. and tells the story of the rest of that night. Yes. And we have... More the, of the night he came home. More of the night he came home. More revelations. Yeah. Uh, poopy. Loomis comes back. Yes. Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's exactly the same cast. Exactly the same cast. Yeah. Sheriff. Yes. Does he learn Charles about his, his dead daughter? He does. <sighs> My yep. daughter. He finds out about Annie. I think I remember he that. He holds a big grudge against Loomis for it. That and then and, he, yeah. he's sort of replaced by a younger sheriff. Okay. So he goes and he deals with the death of Annie. Yeah. And, somebody, and then this younger yeah. sheriff sort of comes in. So then that movie comes out and it sort of closes the chapter on Michael Myers. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie. Mm-hmm. It's done. When does Halloween 3 come out? What's Halloween 1983. 3? 1983. So two and years after that. directed by Tommy Wallace, who was the production designer and the oh. editor of the first movie. Okay. And the intention of the Halloween series, because Carpenter actually never wanted to make a sequel. Mm. He was contractually obligated to make it. Oh. And he didn't want to direct it, so they got a new director, Rick Rosenthal, but he still stayed on with Deborah Hill uh, to, write to, it. to write it. Yeah. And he stayed on as a producer. He, didn't do, he did the score with Alan Howarth. So it's a little bit of a different score. It's okay. a definitely more synth up synth up version of the score. Mm-hmm. Just those reverb eighties. That's drums. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, different actor playing Michael Myers, so the, it's the same mask. Mm-hmm. It just looks different because it's on a different actor. So it has, and Dean Cundy comes back as a cinematographer. Okay. So it has like flavors of that first movie, but you can definitely tell that something has changed. Okay. It doesn't have that carpenter flair to it well it's funny because it's you know they did it when did they start shooting two years later three years after they were done with the first one probably so jamie lee curtis yeah. you know she aged a few years yeah. she had been it, doing other movies so yeah, she cut her hair they gave her the horrible wig uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the original yeah. intention of halloween was to be an anthology series mm. which nowadays sounds cool yeah nowadays if you're like oh halloween one and halloween two were meant to be like one story yeah then three four five presumably would all be new stories cool and that's what halloween three was New story, doesn't deal with Michael Myers. There's actually like a moment where one of the characters is watching a television and there's a commercial for Halloween the movie uh-huh. playing tonight at 8 p.m. That's so funny. it's it's all exists in different universes. But because Michael Myers was not a character in it, it did very poorly. Mm. So then Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Dumb. They bring back Loomis. They bring yeah. back Michael Myers. It's now We've now moved past the Laurie Strode story. It's about her daughter, Jamie Lloyd. Halloween 5 is sort of like Halloween 2. It picks up the story. Halloween 6 is like a continuation, but it's years later. Mm. And then because the, the franchise was basically failing, they said, we need to do something special for the 20th anniversary. Yeah. They brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. And they said it underwater. The whole the film. The whole thing. Halloween, it's Aquaman H2O. without William Shatner mask. Awesome. What? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that? Underwater. What yeah, do you mean no, underwater? No, dude. The movie's called Halloween H2O. Because it's it. Halloween twentieth anniversary, so I'm making H20. a joke. What? It's Aquaman That's with the why it's mask, called man. H2O. Yeah. Yes, Halloween twenty H20. years after this. Is first water a part of it at all? No, blood is thicker than water. Water. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is actually in Halloween H2O. Oh, does he die? He does. Cool. He does. He's like, my dad is. You won't come back. Where are the angels in the outfield? <laughs> okay. You know what's more confusing though is the the timeline of the Halloween movies. So there can, are many timelines. There are many timelines. Mm-hmm. So explain that a little bit because like. I'm used to many timelines. Sure. I read comic books and of I course. played the Zelda games. The Halloween averse. Yeah, ha- yeah. Tell me about the Halloween franchise. Well, one so and two, same timeline. One and two, same Three, timeline. Different universe. Three is it's completely owned. It never connects to any other movie in the Halloween franchise. Four. World Four. B. Four is connected to Halloween one and Halloween two. Okay. We're back. Halloween on five World is connected connected to Halloween one and two as well, and four obviously. Okay. Halloween six is connected to one, two, four, and five. Okay. okay. You get to H two O. Yeah. H two O takes place after Halloween two. 
So it completely uh, disregards three, four, five, six. How many times have those been disregarded at this point? So many. <laughs> Halloween is... Resurrection, which is the movie that comes after H2O that has, um, what's his name in it? Buster Rhymes. Oh, cool. Acknowledges Halloween H2O in the first two. But okay. it doesn't really matter because, okay. spoiler, if you guys care, yeah. Laurie Strode dies in the first five minutes of the movie. What? Like Michael Myers J- kills her. Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween Resurrection? Yes. Oh. It's real dumb. And, and then Rob and, Zombie's two movies are their own timeline. And they and they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis to do that. They yes. didn't just like kill her off screen. She was also contractually obligated. Oh my god, yeah. that sucks. That does. Suck. So that's so then, what excites me about the, the Rob new Zombie. The, you said the Rob Zombie is just a new reboot. Yes. Halloween one and two. Exactly. So new Laurie Strode. New Laurie Strode. New Annie. New who Linda. plays Laurie Strode? Uh, Scout Taylor Compton. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Yeah, she's uh, she's been in some stuff, but she's kind of a. Unknown actor, okay. still. It's, um, it's, I, w- I want to say, too, it's kind of a bummer that I don't know who that is and that yeah. she'll always be compared to Jamie Lee Curtis. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. Wow. All it's right, so fair. then talk about the new movie that's about to come out. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. It's been getting really great reviews out of TIFF. We're right around the corner from it, from it premiering. Um, this movie basically ignores all of the history of the Halloween franchise minus... John Carpenter's original movie. That's nuts. So this takes place 40 years after the events of Halloween 1978. Michael Myers has been locked back up. Yeah. He's been under some sort of watch for 40 years. Psychiatric care. Psychiatric care. A filmmaking crew from from, uh, London or from the United Kingdom somewhere. They come to America to make a documentary about the babysitter murders. It's like, can I interview Laurie Strode? Let's just make a list of the 500. Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) Stay alive. They they interview Laurie Strode. They go to meet Michael Myers in the prison. Mm-hmm. Something triggers Michael Myers oh, I know what it to is. escape again. Like, what are We've seen some of it from the trailers. Movies. <laughs> and Laurie Strode, the thing I love that I'm excited to see is because in Halloween H2O, we saw Laurie Strode who was, who did, who had this like, I don't know. She, she was dealing with the trauma of what happened in the first movie, but okay. it wasn't dealt with in a way that I think makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. She was a little too... Lucy Goose, like there was a little bit of PTSD, huh. but I think this new Halloween movie is leaning into it hard. Yeah, because she stayed in Haddonfield for forty years. She has she had a daughter. She who has, has like a granddaughter. She her her home is tricked out. She has like like panic rooms. Yes, you know what I mean. She she's is waiting like, for the day that Michael Myers oh, will escape again uh, so she can kill him. She's Doctor Loomis. She's Macaulay Culkin she's in Home Alone. Home Alone. She's Linda Carter. Not Linda Carter. Wonder Who's Woman. Linda Carter. Not Linda Carter. Why did I say Linda Carter? I don't know. You mean Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor. She's Sarah, Ooh, Linda Hamilton. Same. Great. Yeah. Linda, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. I got him. Good job, Keller. She's Wonder Time Woman. Time for him to rewatch Terminator. She's Sarah Connor. She's Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's, she's all ready. of it. Ripley. Combined. She's everyone. She's Ripley, and she is Kevin McAllister. Sarah Connor. What are you doing? Come on. But I think that's what that's what excites me about this movie. It's an opportunity, and they talked about it at the Comic Con panel. She likes this story, this take on it, because it was an opportunity to explore Laurie in a different way to see what f- what this mm-hmm. what this trauma has done to her for forty years, how it's ruined her relationships, mm-hmm. her marriages, mm-hmm. how it's hurt her relationship with her daughter and her granddaughter, yeah. and how everyone thinks she's crazy. And Michael Myers is this myth that like yeah doesn't they even, exist. They even make a joke about the events of Halloween 2 yeah. in the trailer yes. where somebody, a, a young person, I guess a friend of the granddaughter yeah. of Lori says like, wasn't it Lori's brother? No, and that's something that you just made up. They just made that yeah. up. Yeah, it's, it's this great little like, you know, to really bring it back. There's to a lot of homages apparently to the entire series in this one movie, cool. which I think is cool um, because I think if you're going to do something brand new, that's totally fine. 
if you pay homage to it, I think that's also very commendable. Yeah. They didn't have to. They could have yeah. Buster Rhymes better be in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there better be a Buster cameo or, or LL Cool J. Or at least, was LL Cool J in, in H2O? H2O. At least at some point have some of the kids be listening to a Buster Rhymes song. Right? Like LL yeah. Cool J and Buster Rhymes music playing somewhere. There's some dope 90s shit. Yeah. 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 And kids like, this is old or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah. Just in the background, just do that. Or just start playing it like within the movie. Yeah. So here's the other thing that uh, I don't know if Keller knows this story yet. But you mentioned the Comic-Con panel. Yeah. Dude, you have to tell the story because when you told me what happened, and Keller, you were down there at Comic-Con. You must have heard the story. I've been to Comic-Con. You, this year. I've you been were, to a con. You were down. Yeah. yeah. You were there. We were all there. Sure. But Adam went to this panel and like it it kind of became the highlight of all of Comic-Con. It even was though, the panel. Even though we saw like the Aquaman trailer and like Johnny Depp came out dressed up as that stupid uh, fucking thing and we booed him and then people were like, oh, everybody saw you talking shit on Twitter and we were like, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, duh. Don't cast Johnny Depp. Yeah, duh. Um, <laughs> yeah, duh. Dude, tell us, tell Keller about what the Halloween panel was. Walk yeah, this it. was very unexpected. I didn't think that the Halloween panel at Comic-Con was going to be as moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically, they were talking about the movie. They showed us an extended scene from the movie. Oh, you did tell me about this. And then they yeah. did the Q&A. And a gentleman walks up to the microphone. And, and, he's, and just again, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is there. Yes. The director's there. Yes. Like, but Jamie Lee Curtis is there. And the there. producers, yeah. And the producers. So this guy's at the mic. He's at the microphone and he says, Jamie Lee Curtis, I have to tell you something. Laurie Strode has been such an inspirational character to me yeah. for the last 40 years of my life. And I never expected it from a movie like Halloween about someone who's being chased by a mass killer. And then he starts to explain the story. How one day he was in his house and a man was loose in the neighborhood with a knife. Ran around the house, cut the power lines to the house, couldn't get a call out. So this guy started freaking out. He goes into the back of the house and breaks in. And this guy at the microphone is telling the story and he's starting to get emotional about it. And this guy, how old was he? reliving terror. When this happened, how old? Was he a kid? I'm not sure how old he was. I think at the time, I think during Comic-Con, he looked like he was about in his mid to late 40s. Uh-huh. And I think he had said it had happened not too long ago. Oh. So I would say between 10 to 15 years maybe. So he wow. might have been like our age. He's like an yeah. adult. Yeah, he's this... like an adult. Jesus. And he was talking, and, and you could feel the oh. tension and like his emotion. Because I, I want to just point this out yeah. too. Like, this is a fun movie to watch. Yeah. We had fun tonight. Mm-hmm. It is about a. It is a, about a subject matter that is... Not truly serious because of the way Michael Myers is treated. He's not. But a the reason person. it's scary is because that yes. this fucking shit could. Yeah. Yes, but the reason the movie is fun and and makes it and takes it to that like horror level is because Michael Myers is unkillable. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel pain. You know, we have mm-hmm. Loomis and everybody in the beginning of the film saying like he's not human. He's just mm-hmm. evil. So we can root against him and we can be swept up in this yeah. fantasy. Yeah. This isn't like a like a person who needs help. This isn't yeah. like mm-hmm. you know somebody who's having a like who can speak. So right. it's just all like fake make-believe and yet you nailed it Keller like the reason this shit is really scary because it can happen yeah and and when when this guy's describing this thing like again you like you said Adam it's surprisingly moving because we're like okay but finish telling the story okay I was just it's just like even as he's telling it now like I'm like god I feel so horrible keep talking okay it was very (laughs) it's very unexpected again and you hear him and you can see his voice is starting to sort of tremble he's starting to get really emotional about it and he's watching this guy come into the house, break in. He doesn't know what to do. And he was like, the crazy thing that happened was I'm staring this person dead in the face. He's got a knife. He's coming at me. 
And the first thing I think of, of all things, what would Laurie Strode do in this situation? (sighs) Of all things. That's crazy. And he said, because of her performance, because of what she, because of Laurie Strode and what the character did and how brave she was and how she stood up against Michael Myers, Mm -hmm. it, it motivated him Mm -hmm. to get the hell out of there, to not be a victim, but to be a victor. Did he escape? Did he run away? What happened? He got out of there, yeah. He He didn't didn't like... he ended up Con- getting out of there. He didn't yeah. confront the man or anything. Uh, he didn't. He didn't mention anything about confronting, but he definitely said like he got out of there. Like he Jeez. was able to find a way out before potentially being harmed by this person. Oh my god! But Damn. that it was crazy. The fact that he was like, because of you, I wasn't a victim, was moving. How did the 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 Hall H? You know what is it? Five thousand, eight thousand people, six thousand yeah. people respond, and then I know that Jamie Lee Curtis she got down. Yeah. You could hear while he's telling the story. You could hear pins drop. Like oh. everyone was silent because they were and so. They were all sewing. <laughs> <laughs> and they just. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was. Did you it, see Jamie Lee get down and yeah. hug him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was nuts. Yeah, it was very emotional. Like people were silent, and then Jamie Lee Curtis got emotional. She yeah. started crying on the panel. Yeah. So she walks. She walks off the stage. Goes down. Hugs the guy. And they spent like a good five minutes down there just talking. Yeah. They're taking photos of the press. Meanwhile, the rest of the producers are doing the rest of the panel. Yeah. And they're just having a moment. And yeah. it was like, it was crazy to think that like, because I, I love this movie. Yeah. And I've talked to people who are like, nah, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, maybe I just like this movie because I've seen it for the last 20 something years of my life, mm. you know, but to experience someone to be that influenced, that moved, that inspired by it. It turned into real life. It did. Yeah. And yeah. that, and it's also terrifying because, like you're saying, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we live in LA, there's crazy shit that happens here sometimes. Mm-hmm. You could walk into your house and like someone could be in there standing in the corner, and you're like, "What mm-hmm. do I do?" Mm-hmm. I lock my doors at night. Dude, I'll fucking lay that dude out. Thanks, Keller. Well, <laughs> I feel safe. And here's the scary thing: is like <laughs> because you know I live at the Hyper Studio. Yeah, there are nights where the crew does not lock the doors. Oh, and I'll wake up at three in the morning, get a drink of water, and I'll walk to the kitchen. I see the sliding glass doors unlocked, and I'm like, I also hate that sliding glass door. Yeah, I'm like, guys, you need to lock the doors. Yeah. Because we like you dropped me off one day at home. Yeah. And remember, we got stopped by the police, and there was like a shooting Yeah. not that far. And I'm like, you guys need to be more careful. Yeah. Like, I get it that you guys are in a rush, and you're in a hurry, and you need to get out of there, but... Lock the doors, and please. It's, and it's pretty this is a PSA. safe. Hey, everybody who works at Hyper who yeah. listens lock to this podcast, the doors. Guys, yeah. lock the doors. It's pretty, guys, you know, it's safe, but anything could happen. Got to be cautious. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. No, I think that that speaks to like the 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 power of this film and the stories that there is something in there that is very human and relatable and terrifying. And 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 I was as I was watching it, the easy joke is why aren't why isn't anybody turn on the lights? Turn right. on the lights. Right. I think that uh, like the equivalent to that today, I haven't seen the movie yet because of how scary it is, is another home invasion horror film, The Strangers, mm. with Liv Tyler and her husband, like, and an actor plays her husband, where they are out in like a cabin in the middle of nowhere, and they get home invaded by people wearing masks, and all the lights are on. Can't do shit about but it. But that's what's yeah. still scary. Is that that the, like, we saw the trailer for the new movie. For Halloween, For yeah. Halloween. And yeah. he literally walks in the back of someone's house while all the lights are on. And they're doing like laundry yeah. or they're in the shed or whatever. Yeah. And then they or go. just the closet. Just like, the right? closet door won't close. Oh, yeah. oh. 
Yeah, it's horrifying, man. I, and I also, mean, like, maybe the lights off is better. Like, your visibility is down now, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like, fucking hide. and then Sonar. But not the... Killer sonar. Not the shapes, man. He can see True. in the nighttime. He can. He's it, nocturnal. I don't know, like, I who... think he's half raccoon. <laughs> that makes sense. He's digging through trash. Yeah, yeah exactly. he ate dogs. He's got grubby little hands. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that detail, by the way. The dude eats dogs. Yeah. He eats dogs. It's yeah. fucked up. That's how they get you. That's he how they're got, like, oh, my God. He I got hungry. This guy's a fucker. No man would do this. He is no man. No he man. is no man. He eats dogs. Loomis is so great. Devil's eyes. He is. What is he's so over dramatic. He's in a completely different movie than totally. everybody awesome. else. But and I love him for it. What's the actor's name? Donald the Twilight Zone. Donald. He he he. There are some scenes where he just performs it so real. Oh, hundred percent. That like mm-hmm. it like I love the way the naturalistic way he's yeah. delivering his lines that are very over the top. I met a six-year-old boy. Nothing behind his Nothing. eyes. Yeah. Dead. Blank, pale, emotionless face. Black eyes. The blackest eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him. They were was, like dolls eyes. Another <laughs> eight. Making sure he was locked up. Yeah. It's, it's great. Deliveries go into the mm-hmm. water. And then at the end, the super cheesy, like, that was the boogeyman. Yes, I believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wait till you get to Halloween yeah. too, and he's like, I shot him six times. Yeah. I shot him in the heart. <laughs> he was great. The actor that played Michael Myers was great. Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Who I mentioned Bob was is terrible. the director of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> the movie Dennis the Menace. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. It's crazy. Yeah. It's Christopher so Lloyd is legit terrifying. <laughs> That's in that right. Movie. It's crazy because a lot of these guys who play these mask serial killers, yeah. in real life, they seem like the sweetest people. Yeah. We had an improv uh, oh team God. come over to Hyper RPG a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Derek Mears is on that team. Derek Mears played Fri- uh, Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th remake. No way. He's now going to be playing Swamp Thing. Oh no shit! In the Swamp Thing TV show, mm, bro. I don't know if that's been revealed yet. It's you... been, it's been, it's been. Oh, okay, all right. Um, trying to get an guys, we got exclusive <laughs> exclusives. Yeah. Um, but how tall is he? Was he like seven foot one? He's six foot seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. good number. Yeah. yeah, but but like you know, you Nicest. look at interviews with Nick Castle. Yep. Very very kind, and it's like, man, how do these really super nice guys get cast to play these mm-hmm. crazy psycho killers? Mm-hmm. I think it's six seven. He's six seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think well, it's Carpenter's uh, only direction for Nick Castle was be scared. Just walk. Dude. Just walk. That's all he does. Yeah. All he does is was, walk. Is Nick Castle, you said the guy's name was? Nick Castle. It's like, was, well, I don't know. I like to skip. <laughs> I guess I'll walk from A to B. I like skip. Was Nick Castle an actor before Halloween? No. That's what it no, is. He's a filmmaker. That's what it is. Is that he. So that's probably helpful too, is that yeah. as a filmmaker, he knows probably like where the camera's going to be and how mm-hmm. to play that up. But like, he's not acting the way that trained actors yeah. do he it, maybe what he's doing is unnaturalistic and yeah. stiff and yeah you know plus i think like you project your own fear into totally. the walk and the music like it's dude. he's walking across the street yeah but with that mask and a knife in his hand and that like, music fuck this mm-hmm. i want to get higher yeah man. michael myers is actually played by many people in this movie in the original will sandin plays mm-hmm. young michael myers the six-year-old sure, version sure sure Nick Castle plays the shape uh-huh. when he's walking around, uh-huh. doing all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, who's Tony the Moran plays off? the unmasked version of Michael Myers. What was Myers. that about? Did he have a prosthetic? Well, what do you mean? Like he had a fake eye thing over his well, eye. Well, because right? remember, she pokes him in the eye with a hanger. Oh, okay. So, and in this new Halloween movie, he, he's got like he's blind out of that eye. Sure. Yeah. And you said that there was like a hole in the mask, in the mask where he was stabbed she, in the where neck, where he gets punctured with the knitting needle. Yeah. It's so crazy that this movie is not super violent. It's it doesn't show that much like blood really. There's I think that's like, what kind of makes it feel very realistic. There's like 70s horror yeah. nudity. 
Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Boobies. Yeah. 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 And yeah, because there's not close ups to gore the way we're used to in yeah. horror films. It's, 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 it is kind of that documentary yes. naturalistic style where we're pulled away. And when the Dr. Loomis walks away from the truck, we pan over and there's a body in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the hay. Yeah. And there's like some red on his chest. Yeah. yeah but so it's not like, like some red on his hands at some point. Yeah. It's or, not like his ribs were cracked exactly. open. But, uh, you know, and that's what they did with later sequels with Michael Myers Ugh. is he would like, shove his thumb through people's foreheads mm. and rip them apart. It, it got a little too crazy. That's but Abby dumb. brought up a good point. Uh, it goes back to talking about how it feels somewhat like a documentary because they mm. shot a lot of this movie on the glide cam. Mm. And it's only the fourth... I think at that point, it was only the fourth movie to use the glide cam. And what's the glide Which is cam? kind of like... A, basically like a steady cam, mm-hmm. which allows you the ability to... For a camera operator to have the camera on a rig that allows you to walk anywhere. Okay. Because normally, traditionally, they shot everything on... On dolly tracks. Yeah. So you had to lay out the dolly track. And it was very stabilized. Exactly. Mm. So you had to lay it out. You had to figure out exactly how you were going to build it to get through everything. That opening sequence in the movie is so revolutionary. Dude. Because it's four, five minutes. Like, I don't know, four yeah. or five minutes. There's there's one or two cuts in it. But oh. it's done so seamlessly. Can't tell. That it makes it look like one long sequence. And that, at that point, was kind of unheard of. You're just walking around yeah, a house. That's the way they do things now. Yeah. Yeah. It's Birdman standard. does it all the time. Mm-hmm. Birdman. That's That's... The opening of Halloween is literally it's, Birdman for two hours. Exactly. Um, the opening, too, is so good because, again, it puts you in the perspective, Abby was saying this, mm-hmm. of the killer, who yes. we don't know at that time, is a child. No. And just, the cinematography like tricks you into yes. like, thinking, yeah. it's like, are we the killer right now or yeah. are we not the killer? Throughout right the movie. Throughout the movie. Basically, the, the indicator the is like, oh, the breathing. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so or good. a hand. Yeah. So good. One year after Vader. Yes. Yeah. Pretty cool. Same year, Superman. Adam, yeah, great decade Superman. for breathing. Yeah, really good. A lot of good breathing. Yeah, if we exactly. got the Godfather, mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael. Yeah, I was mentioning too. It's the same cinematographer who shot. Well, he did Halloween too, mm-hmm. but it's the same cinematographer Dean Cundey who did Back to the Future. Very cool. Very Which cool. is like you look at that movie and you look at the way it's shot. The you scene, see it in the opening scene yeah. of Back to the Future. Sure. When it's just following his feet yeah. Oh, yeah. in the yeah. plutonium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even the scene at the very end where Laurie finally finds Linda and Annie, the bodies, mm-hmm. and she backs up into the corner and mm-hmm. you see the shape kind of emerge from the darkness, mm-hmm. that was a lighting trick that they used because they had to figure out a way, how do we how do we reveal Michael Myers out of the dark mm-hmm. without actually having him come out of the room completely? Mm-hmm. So they used a light on a dimmer and they just slowly turned the light up on the mask. And then back. And then and then so he walks good. out. And so good. Misses her. That's really good. That's a great stabbing trick. her in the back. Damn. Adam, you have talked almost a solid hour about mm-hmm. Halloween, but now we come to the point in the show. I don't know if you knew. I don't think we told you ahead of time, but it's a new tradition. Mm-hmm. We've been asking our previous guests to to fill in the blanks for us, and we have another one. Our, our one of our first guests, if not our first guest, Marina Mastros. No, she was on for Jailhouse Rock. Guest, but she was one of our first guests. Yes, that is she, accurate. She picked uh, the movie Blade. Blade. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Did I say I said Blade a half second before yeah, you said you Blade? Yeah, you did. I knew it was going to be she's Blade. The best. She's the greatest. She mm-hmm. said her. She has said her favorite movies are either The Little Mermaid or Blade. Yeah, and Blade would not be on this list otherwise. So thank you, thank Marina. God. So, Adam. We are creating, with the help of all of our wonderful guests, mm-hmm. a new list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Oh, yes. So here are some of them right there, as you can see. So any movie ever made that you feel belongs on the 500 greatest films of all time, what would you like to contribute? Yeah. Any movie. Yes. Any movie. 
No restriction on year or anything. Nothing. No, it nothing be, that isn't yeah. hasn't been made yet. We can't yeah. do those yet. And just as long as it's not, it's is not a um, you know one of the movies that been somebody else already. Sure. Yeah. Um, a movie that you you feel deserves to be on a list: the five hundred greatest movies of all time. It could be your favorite. It sure. can be Halloween. It can be the movie we talked about tonight. Sure. And also take into account. Uh, do you think somebody else that we're going to be talking to in 10 years will pick that movie? And if maybe if you don't think anybody will, maybe then it's your responsibility. Like your, no one else will your, pick Blade. Your duty. Marina's exactly. the only person who would ever pick that exactly. movie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's tough because there's movie that have, there are movies that have come out in the last couple of years yeah. that I absolutely love that I think are made so incredibly well. Yeah. Movies like Sicario. I knew you were going to say Sicario. Blade Runner Do you Runner feel that it will stand the test yeah. of time forever? I, 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 I think if Blade Runner has stood the test, I think Blade 2049. Runner 2049 is a sci fi classic. Yeah. Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone Cold. Have you not Stone seen Cold it? Stone Cold Steve Austin's <laughs> sci fi classic. Dude. I should let you guys borrow the 3D version. I have it. Oh, oh you do. You got I, it too. I bought oh, that shit. He's got, cool, cool, cool. Oh, I got he's it. got it. I got it. Oh, oh man. That's tough because I want to say one of those movies. Mm-hmm. You can. You're allowed to do that. You can but, also, you know. But I'm also afraid. All right, Blade 2. Ready I, I, yeah. <laughs> I know I love Halloween as much as I do. Yes. I don't know a lot. And maybe, who knows, 10 years from now, you might have a guest who has an even bigger heart on for Halloween than I do. I doubt it. Maybe. We'll, we'll measure. You're, you're going to pick Halloween, I'm going to pick you? Halloween. Fuck yeah, I want to put yeah. Halloween on there. Hell Good. yeah. Because I, I think that this is a movie that a lot of people look at and they say, oh, it's just a slasher movie. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to look at the movie and see how it's made. Yes. The way, the way that they use every single film technique to their advantage. And look, it's not a big sci-fi For movie. For $6. Yeah. yeah. It's not a big spectacle movie. It, yeah. it's, it uses simplicity to the in, in the greatest way that they could have ever used it. Mm-hmm. It's not bloody. It's not gory. Mm-hmm. It uses music to its advantage. Mm-hmm. It uses a, a very Shadow. Um, stylized cinematography yeah. to assist it. Like it's one of the darkest. And by dark, I don't mean like dark and brooding. I yeah. mean the way it's lit. Yeah. It's a very dark movie. And, it's and still, I love that about it. That's what makes it creepy. It's never confusing. It reminds me of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. yeah. Batman the Animated Series was constructed off of a black base. Yes. This movie feels like it was constructed off of a black base. Mm-hmm. And they just figured, let's. where's the little bits of where we can put some light and color? Mm-hmm. And I love that about the movie. Damn. Well said, man. Also, that pumpkin's super scary. <laughs> that opening <laughs> credits, though, <laughs> just kept coming at me. <laughs> Settle down, dude. <laughs> we ruined it. We ruined Halloween. Oh, my God. Um, Keller, what movie are we talking about next week? Next week, we are talking about quite possibly the greatest movie ever made of all time. I'm talking about none other than Crash. 2005. We've already watched what Crash was based off of. Which was what? Amoras Peros. Oh, oh, really? Is that true? Apparently. Yeah, pretty much. Well, let me look up right now where... Um, it's streamed in it, hell. I know that much. Did, <laughs> did it come out in 2005? It I looks like so. it. 2004. 2004? Well, according a, to the mag. According oh, okay. to this... It may have like premiered at a festival or something, but according to this um, app that I have, which is called the Just Watch app... It is 2005, and it is apparently on Amazon Prime to watch. Guys, you can just for, stream it. You can just look it up on there. Or stars, and it's like rentable everywhere else for like one bucks, two bucks, not one bucks, two bucks, three you got bucks. One bucks, you got two um, bucks. <laughs> yeah, this is the one crash, and uh, this is going to be really, really interesting because 
uh, upon like I don't think this movie has aged that well Crash mm-hmm. and since it's come out people have pointed it and went this movie talked about racism incorrectly didn't really nail it and it was also famously the movie that won best picture over Brokeback Mountain yeah. and I remember the year that it won that I had seen both of them and I thought Crash was a good film I thought that Brokeback Mountain should have won and that was also the year that I learned that like people that are in films that are nominated for Best Picture aren't allowed to vote on anything except for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And Crash has the biggest ensemble cast ever. And Brokeback Mountain has four people. And I remember even then, I was like, wait, is that how they lost? Because like Ludacris and Terrence Howard and Sandra Bullock and Brendan Fraser and everybody in Crash voted for Crash. And then like the four people in Brokeback got Heath outvoted. Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michelle Williams, and Anna Hathaway. Yeah, and they got outvoted. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, that's crazy. But our guest is going to be the incomparable I blame Brendan Fraser. <laughs> it's his fault. Uh, it's fine. He's back. The incomparable. Look who's back. Jay Washington is going to be our oh, guest. Nice. So this is going to be a good, juicy conversation. Good he's going to be coming over uh, to watch it, and then we're going to talk about it. And uh, and I'm sure he's going to have hilarious opinions about this movie. It's yep. going to be it's going to be a good time. But you can watch it. I've on, never seen it. I'm you've so never scared. seen it. This no. is going to be fun. Oh no. This is going to be fun. Oh no. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, I can't believe I liked this movie in 2005. Like that's what I'm probably going to feel. But <laughs> that's next week. Adam, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Uh, you can just find me. All my social social media is very easy. It's just my name, Adam Havick, A D A M H L A V A C. And every Thursday, you can find me and Hector on Hyper RPG doing Hyper Heroes. Except for the next two weeks, where we're going to be in Europe, baby. Yes, yes, we're there now. You guys aren't doing it from there. Uh, uh, Hyper Heroes, maybe. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. Do it. We might go see Venom. Yeah. Ooh, scary. <laughs> too too right. scary. That's going to be too scary. PG thirteen. Too scary. spoopy. Too oh spoopy. my goodness yeah. gracious. I wish PG-13. they left it R because at PG thirteen, it's going to be implied scary, which oh, is scarier. Exactly. It is. Oh, God. <clears throat> um, like Halloween. Yeah. And then when we get back from Europe. Uh, I am. I assume the rest of this month is just going to be you talking about how much you love Halloween. Oh, for sure. I, I think I'm already doing like two other podcasts talking about Halloween. <laughs> hey, Adam, and I cannot wait. What are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Have you been Michael Myers yet? I've never been Michael Myers for Halloween. Oh, you're, um, you're too close to it. Yeah, I think. I think there's a possibility I might do it this year. I did make a joke to my girlfriend that I that to her that I was like maybe on November first you'll roll over in bed, wake up, and Michael Myers will be laying next to you. <laughs> That escalated to a bunch of tweets, escalated to text messages, threats that she'll leave me if I do it, escalated to a phone call of her crying. So I can't do that to her. What the fuck, dude? I know. That's so mean. But maybe I'll do it to one of you guys. Okay, that's fine. Please so funny. I... I'm only okay with getting spooked by my very close friends. If anybody else tries to spook me, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it. True. And then you'll be, that's like an enemy for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, super funny I joke, dude. Well, you. you're on a shit list. Yeah. Like, mm, we're not talking anymore. I'm going to plan your murder. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm going to be looking at you the rest of this time. Adam, this was a pleasure. And this was one of the shortest hour pluses that we've ever done. Yeah. Just went by like that. There you go. Yeah, we snapped and then it was over. <laughs> that's it. Half of us died. And spoilers. R.I.P. Infinity War. Um, <laughs> Yeah, guys, go watch Crash. Spider-Man fucking dies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come back next week uh, and follow Adam and all of his stuff and watch Hyper Heroes Thursday nights if you want. And um, yeah, you're the best. Adam, Party close, time. close this out. What do you want me to do? I don't know, man. Do whatever you want. Hey, go watch Halloween, October 19th. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you thought. If you've never seen the first Halloween, go watch that too. And let's party. Let's talk about this movie. Yeah, Boom. guys, uh, don't get stabbed. Bye. 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 Don't get stabbed. Guys, don't get stabbed. <laughs> Don't get stabbed. Doom. Doom. Doom.